Welcome to That's the Word, Wholesome Tales from the Whole Family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, A General Who Did Not Overstay His Welcome. The farmer wiped his brow as he turned to consider the delegation. Blue sky spread over the newly tilled farmland. The leader of the delegation addressed him. We have a commission for you from our country's assembly, which we pray might turn out well for you in the state. Is everything all right? The farmer asked. Everything was not all right. The state was in the greatest danger it had ever been in. The war had just begun. But judging by their current situation, the state was not favored to win. That is why the assembly had sent the delegation to the farmer. He was a farmer soldier and had seen war before, but he had retired to his farm some years back. But that commission was much different than this present commission. Now the delegation had come to offer him the position of commander-in-chief of the state's military, a state in the middle of a major crisis. As he waited for a response, the leader of the delegation said, Your country needs you, sir. The farmer nodded. As the assembly desires it, I will take on this momentous duty and exert every power I possess in the service of the country. The farmer then took the power of his country's military into his hands and delivered the state from her aggressors, eventually winning victory over them. Despite this adoration, the farmer knew how to not overstay his welcome. While his men in the country wanted to give him a golden crown, he resigned his commission the moment he was no longer needed and returned to his farm. Some years later, the country was again in trouble, this time from internal strife. The farmer was again besought by his fellow countrymen to lead the state through this crisis. This time, the farmer was more reluctant. Citing his advanced age, he tried to recommend someone more capable and worthy. When none could be found who were his equal, he reluctantly took power once again. Even at this point, he knew how to not overstay his welcome. Once the crisis was passed, he took the first opportunity to withdraw from power and return to his farm. At this point in the story, you may think you know who this hero is. A man who was called upon to defend, then lead a fledgling country. A man some wanted to make king, but who retired to his farm. A man who, even when he was later made leader of his great country, retired at the earliest moment and again returned to his farm. A man who, when his country's enemy heard of this resignation, thought him the greatest character of the age. A general, father of his country, president of the United States, and owner of a farm called Mount Vernon, a farmer named George Washington. As great a man as George Washington was, he is not the subject of today's story. Washington is, in fact, an echo of another great man, general, statesman, and farmer. We would be remiss to forget this great man, the greatest character of his age. When his country's army was surrounded and threatened with complete destruction, he was literally called from his plow in the field and given absolute control of the state. He raised an army, completely defeated the enemy, and resigned within 16 days. 
When the state was rocked by an uprising and civil strife threatened, he tried to refuse the office pressed upon him, but took it at the pleading of his countrymen. He restored peace and resigned his unlimited powers after just twenty-two days. Washington, by his own choice, never tasted absolute power. This man was given absolute power not once but twice, each time giving it up once his duty was accomplished. A man who was twice made dictator of his country, an ancient republic named Rome, a farmer named Lucius Quintius Cincinnatus. And for this week, that's the word. So, Jumpier, how do I do this name again? Cincinnatus. Cincinnatus. I keep wanting to say Cincinnatus. Lucius Quincius Cincinnatus. I got it right? That's correct. That's not the American way, though, of saying it. Cincinnatus. A Cincinnatus. Okay. Lucius Quincius Cincinnatus. And that's really technically the wrong way of pronouncing it, but that's the way everybody knows him in America. I bet when you go up to the pearly gates and if he's there and stuff, you'll be like, hey, Cincinnatus. And he'd be like, Koi? Que cosa fa? Como mi llama? That's Spanish, though. <laughs> I don't know. Do they speak Italian then? Was it just Latin? Uh, I think they were just speaking Latin. So Cincinnatus, not Cincinnatus. Folks, Cincinnatus is how he would recognize his name. But for the sake of this podcast, we'll go with Cincinnatus.